This week's episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by you. That's right, we're on Patreon now, so head on over to patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. For as little as $5 a month, you can help our show and get all kinds of great extra content on top of that. We've got a ton of great bonus content waiting for you right now, so head on over to patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons today. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody, welcome to Talking Simpsons, the podcast that's beloved by everyone, even cynical members of Generation X. I'm your host, Bob Mackey, whose exploits are sad and boring, and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? Hey, it's Henry and whoop-de-doo, Tarantula Town! <laughs> uh, Chris uh, McGaggy and Tista, also with you. And special guest... Uh, I'm Dave, latex condom inhabitant Rudden. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. And uh, today's episode is Lady Bouvier's Lover... <laughs> I love that read. Put that on the so soundboard. Uh, Put that on the soundboard immediately. Uh, one more time. What? No! <laughs> I love that. that. That was not in the fart episode of Laser Time. Uh, sorry. Uh, it's okay. And Lady Bouvier's Lover aired on May 12th, 1994. And as always, Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real world history. <gasps> oh my god! Boo! Both The Simpsons and Home Improvement receive a beating in the ratings courtesy of the two-part tele- television event, Stephen King's The Stand. I watch that. M-O-N, that's called Stand. The finale of Melrose Place almost becomes the first broadcast TV show to depict two gay men kissing, and Jacqueline Bouvier, Kennedy Onassis, is dead oh. at 64. Whoa, really? Wow. Holy shit. I Within a few days, yes. Marge's mom's namesake wow. is Marge's dead. Marge's mom's namesake. That's amazing timing. I never, I didn't know that at the time. Obviously, for our parents, the death of Jackie O. Is a huge deal. Yeah, I remember but... it was a huge deal, but I didn't make the. Con- I never heard her called Bouvier mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. We also, having watched this on broadcast television, never saw this episode title ever. No, <laughs> like, no, not yes. until the internet told us. But, reference... but looking at them together, it was very close. It's yeah. it's within a week of uh, her death is within the week of this episode with her namesake. And, wow. and the uh, well, and the title of this is a reference to a sexy, scandalous book of a long, long time ago, mm-hmm. Lady Chatterley's Lover. Mm. And it was an even sexier movie in 1981. I don't want to harp on this too much because I had never seen Grey Gardens. And if you haven't, it's great. There's oh, it's great. a documentary now parody that's also great. There's a sequel that's also great, but that is Jackie O's cousins. Right. And they're they're a lot like Patty and Selma. Mm-hmm. Spinsters who live alone, except, you know, at least Patty but and Selma have power. And they don't um, have a raccoon running water. living in their house. <laughs> People from former wealth and a giant decaying house who never leave and can't Thank grow hair. God. It's it, I don't know how much of a connection there is there, but Grey Gardens people. Well, this is a great episode of, mm. it is Oakley Weinstein special. Yes. of elderly jokes. They love the elderly <laughs> so much. Yes, and according to Oakley and Weinstein, the pilot that they wanted to make but never could was about a bunch of old men in a submarine who all lived in the submarine <laughs> and thought that World War II was still happening. That is amazing. <laughs> they never left the war. But, uh, it should at least be a movie. <laughs> also, another pre-production uh, tidbit. This is from Bill Oakley. Uh, according to him, one of the ideas in this episode was that Grandpa would get injured on Mr. Burns' property and get stuck oh. there, just like in the movie Mr. Misery. So we could have had concurrent <laughs> wow. Critic and Simpsons wow. Misery yes. parodies. Well, this Misery parody would have come three months after the Critics, so they'd have looked like they were really ripping it off. Yes. But, but the, the, the the script was just too long, so they had to cut it away. Mm-hmm. And I bet you if we contact Bill Oakley, he can find us those pages and scan them, because <laughs> totally. they, they keep everything. Well, 
you know, I found a really amazing thing in research for this. On January 31st, 1994, a newspaper article was published about the table reading of this episode. Oh, nice. A reporter was there for the table mm. read, and it is called Simpson Actors Voice Their Appreciation. From reading the article... You would think that there is one writer on The Simpsons named Dave Merkin. <laughs> Not Grinding Draws at all, right? And that actors make up everything. And that no drawings happen, it just magically appears. Mm, very well, easy. As it's described, like Dave Merkin takes the writer through how they do a table read. And they basically describe the writers as a collective of dorks who just rewrite something when it, when it doesn't get a joke. And the only real people they talk to in it are the actors. But... They do it for the first table reading of this, and there's some interesting things that are cut from the episode that we only find out from reading oh, in nice. this table reading. First off, the the writer says, Maggie says her second word in Whoa. this episode, which is spaghetti. So mm. apparently there was a joke that Maggie says spaghetti wow. at her birthday party. Uh, hopefully her second word is sequel, right? <laughs> uh, hopefully it's after Homer mispronouncing paschetti. <laughs> and and also that Dan Castellaneta was testing out a Ross Perot impersonation, which Ooh. Ross Perot will be mentioned later in here in the episode, but, but he, he doesn't appear on screen. Mm. And then lastly, it really uh, shows you Harry Shearer. Uh, oh, even back then, he's like, you know, they really lost track of the characters at the start of the season, but it's gotten a lot better now. So, wow, he's on, on tape saying that? He's, in the, he's, he's season? quoted in, wow. that, in this table read in the middle of se- at the end of season five. I think yes. he liked working with Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein more than David Merkin. Uh, mm-hmm. He thanked them when they left, and apparently he doesn't do that a lot. Well, they didn't say names, but they I think they really implied that in the George Bush episode that, they, that Oakley Weinstein did that Harry Shearer was the one who's just like this isn't political commentary like he was mad at what it, they, they say that one cast member was mad it wasn't as political as it, it could had to be, be Harry Shearer. I feel stop that being it apolitical <laughs> anyway yeah this episode is about old people but it starts with the youngest character on the Simpsons having a, it's a nice contrast a strong episode opening is monkeys tearing mm-hmm. apart sideshow Mel one's really going for his throat it, it, it feels very realistic of like when you read about ape attacks at zoos you're like they go for like your throat or your genitals they just go straight for it <laughs> but Mel had it coming he poked that monkey in the head yeah. I, 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 had, I was looking down and it just why is Homer being attacked by oh, it, it sounds <laughs> so much like Homer being attacked it's the screaming even mm. with a great voice actor like mm. Dan Castellaneta screaming is hard to do in character yeah mm. it is and uh, that's also when I learned the word credenza <laughs> and, and we had an interview visit, with Paul Credenza yeah. didn't we <laughs> a rare visit to the uh, rumpus room yeah they oh that, that, I felt like the last time we saw that was when lightning strikes yes in yeah. com- three minute a comic book mm. or it's re well actually it's reused in uh, the big brother episode I meant to ca- I meant to keep track of every time is, the rumpus is, room is it just because of the credenza in there is oh, that the that it's the mm. it's no. just the other room they can have TV if they don't yeah. want the characters in the living room they got to be there but it yeah. exists in subspace right it just <laughs> yes. uh, materializes and there's a portal you walk into yeah. to get to I've it. seen architectural layouts it's there canonically I mm. believe there's just almost no reason for anybody to be in there because but, it means one person is watching TV well in our patreon exclusive interview with Paul Provenzano he talks about how ha- they had to make a layout for all it's that true. stuff including the house yeah video for, games baby for virtual Springfield but I just love this I, the, I love this line so much. Homer, you didn't do a very good job frosting Maggie's birthday cake. What? It's not McGaggy's birthday? Mm. Oh. Hey, 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 stop 
it. I made a special cake for you to ruin. It's over there. <laughs> I love the cake because it, it really looks like a pair of jams I had in the 80s. <laughs> a bunch the of only, random. The oh. only part of the cake that Homer really wants is the letters. <laughs> he just wants to eat the letters off of it. And then Marge has gotten to the point where she knows... Homer will destroy everything, so I just have to give him a different thing to destroy. I, I am that person, though, because no. if I'm eating stuff off of the cake, I'm not technically eating the cake, so I will pick <laughs> at it and get away with not eating. I, I didn't eat cake at all. Yeah, <laughs> My little brother, uh, famously in our family, he did that when he was like five. He had his birthday cake, but like he can't have it yet. <laughs> and so he just like licked off a lot of the icing or well not licked like put his tongue on the cake but just scooped it off oh, and ate it yummy. that's better and so when we discuss when the my parents discovered it they asked him like did you eat the icing off this he's like no, bad guys did it. <laughs> and that was a saying in the family for a while of bad guys did it. <laughs> did you submit that to Bill Keen for the family circus? Uh, it sounds like a perfect, one, yeah. a perfect one of those. Well, it would have been a good nobody. Like, yeah, nobody not did me. it. It was uh, not me. That's yeah. the joke. Oh, God. It was I've... A, the ghost of his grandfather who did it. Who <laughs> haunts that, him every day. That grandfather ghost, man, that was creepy. I felt like I was definitely keen thinking about his own mortality quite a lot in the when when it was so much more pointed at, at the elderly and family circus in the like twenty years I read it with I didn't want to read it but it was a comic strip section no, I not read it, it. Uh, I love that comic bought a bunch of books of it God those Billy Mays uh, ones are amazing <laughs> don't don't deny it. So Julie Kavner really gets a workout in this oh, episode. Yeah. This is the most... When the doorbell rings and Marge lets in Patty and Selma... Oh, man. It has to be the only time ever that Julie Kavner voices four characters in the same breath. Mm. Like, no other character interrupts them. Marge to Patty to Jacqueline to Selma. Mm. Maybe the Thanksgiving episode, but that's it. Maybe. And so Jacqueline Bouvier's Marge's mom, she appears in the Thanksgiving episode and in this episode, and then not for, what, another 20 years or something yeah. like that? Oh, like, really? Was, just just there to die? Did, she, did they kill her? I thought No, she, she never died. They, they just... They, I know they bring her back when they explain how her father died, how Marge's dad died. And yeah. You see her more in flashbacks. I think they just don't get a lot out of her and it hurts Julie's voice. Mm-hmm. And like, she's, she's not very interesting in here. In this episode, they dropped the thing they gave her in Thanksgiving, which was that she judges everything Marge does and mm-hmm. nothing satisfies her. And she's incredibly dour. And in this mm-hmm. episode, I'm going to say she's not really even a character. She's just no. there for people to react to her and just to be placed in situations for other characters to perform. That's true. Her yeah. drive, she's given the lightest of character motivations. She's just... even Well, because they can't make her senile. Like, Abe is just Mr. Senile. Mm-hmm. So she just has to be, at best, desperate for mm-hmm. attention. Before we get into the uh, Maggie's ailments thing, we do see another appearance of Gerald. So Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein's episodes are sort of pushed to the end of the season. So you see a lot of the same characters and jokes like back to back. So we see another appearance of Gerald. Maggie doesn't get along with the other babies. <laughs> there that's are no other weird, babies. Yes, that's such a weird delivery <laughs> yeah. by Yardley Smith. Maggie doesn't get along with all the other babies. Yeah, it, the other babies. It's clearly La- Lisa is is worried, but yeah, saying the other babies twice it is <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not the baby with one eyebrow's first appearance. Yeah, no, it's we, the no. first and only appearance by the burly black neighbor who uh, grandpa yes. rings the doorbell oh, yeah. of, which was so weird. Like that, someone lives like. Uh, adjacent to the yeah. Simpsons, never interacts with them. Yeah. Kind of looked like a black version of the main Shelbyville dad from the yes, 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 yes. Uh, like at right. the same overalls and <laughs> in big, two years, big, big round head. In two years, they would knock that house down and build the uh, Bush Mansion. Yes. So uh, we'll see that soon. I love that. Happy 
<laughs> it's one of my favorite birthday clips yeah. to see on someone's Facebook. Yeah, but from across the street, yes. they, you hear it, And too. that he's mixing up a giant black man with a <laughs> uh, little Homer. yellow baby. Yeah, I think they made that guy black on purpose. You're right there. Yes. I was just like, that wasn't a random choice. It's uh, And then you just get a lot of like cute observational stuff of what it's like to attend a baby's birthday party. <laughs> Because the baby doesn't care, it doesn't. It likely doesn't know it's at a first birthday party. Yeah, very, very David Silverman, dra- mm-hmm. Silverman-y drawings of people with cameras looking like cyclops. The camera monsters was yeah. great, and it was so. Yes, you're right. It was very much the Silverman curve mm-hmm. on people. Yeah, it is. It is one of those it's things. All your I, fault. I gl- I'm glad fault. I moved away from my hometown because mm-hmm. I don't have to go to baby's first birthday parties, <laughs> and I see pictures of it and videos of it now, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this is on the, humiliating. Yeah. On the rare occasion I do, like, it's like a friend, mm-hmm. so it's like. A bunch of friends, some of them who have kids, some of them who don't, and we just drink. Mm-hmm. And somehow that's allowed around kids. I've just seen videos of people dancing and singing mm-hmm. happy birthday to a, a thing with no brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because we live in, like, the magical land where... Children uh, aren't allowed. Uh, yeah. Well, I've, I, our one friend who does have yeah. two children mm-hmm. now, he, he told me the thing he likes about birthday parties is it's just the excuse to hang out with other parents. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> really so what it is. Yeah. One uh, thing about the two cakes, though, I just remembered... Is that I know people with children not in the city because they're banned from the city, of course. <laughs> but like Homer and Marge, they bake the baby like a smash cake is what it's called. Um, they, put, they put the cake down in front of the baby for the baby to like smash and ruin. Then they mm. eat a separate cake. Oh. <laughs> so we love wasting food in America. It's, it's fun. fun cake. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then we get into another Oakley Weinstein thing, which like these are all fake. I looked them up. They they made them up, but they all sound very real. <laughs> put some listeners carbolic unguent on a water cotton. Put the cotton in your ear. That'll stop them shakes. No, no. What she needs is a balsam specific. Balsam specific? <laughs> well, while we're burning money, why don't we give her a curative galvanic belt, too? Don't forget to give her Smeckler's powder. Don't make fun. <laughs> so, Henry, these are all fake things, but they all have roots in real uh, treatments. Oh, really? So, Lister's carbolic unguent. Carbolic acid is an antiseptic. You can buy carbolic soap, and unguent just means like a lotion or a cream or an ointment. Mm, mm. Um, a, a balsam specific. So the word specific in this case means a remedy for a specific mm. ailment. Balsam is tree sap. Jesus. So it's wow. like a remedy made of tree sap. <laughs> wow. And the curative galvanic belt did exist. <gasps> it was an old-timey treatment, like uh, an electric belt you wore under your clothing that would give you shocks throughout the day to give oh. you more energy. Wow. Of course it didn't work. So these are all, is there anything it can't do? These are all real real things and I'm sure Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein had some ancient almanac they I were looking through. I want that glossary of yeah. old people terms so bad. That's, that's beautiful. Man, well thank you Bob. You 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 beat me in the yeah. research round this time. Research wars will never end. <laughs> that, was a, that was a common don't forget Smeckler's powder. It was always like at Game Pro's common line when like two people are talking about like an ancient TV show or something like <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how even in the animation, Bart kind of lifts his yeah. lift up to look more old. And I kind of like that scene, too, it, even though he's yelling at her. Mm-hmm. It's so specific. <laughs> but it shows an early connection between yeah. the two of them that, like, Abe never has anybody he can talk who talks his language of mm-hmm. old things. He just mentions stuff no one's ever heard of, and they ignore him. <laughs> it's kind of like a screwball comedy where he's arguing with the woman he will fall in love with. That's so it's true. old-timey in that That's way, true. too. It's quite a meet-cute. And then comes a commercial... So Maggie goes to bed, and it's actually, I love they brought back the cutaway through the floor gag. I haven't seen one of those in a long time. And then they talk about 
other cute things that Bart and Lisa did and them being forced to entertain at a party that's another like very kid party thing yeah. of just especially when the uh, parents are drunk <laughs> yes, we saw that yeah. in the War of the Simpsons like do that cute thing you do yeah. thing you know how to do. go to bed but, uh, <laughs> yes now it's time to hear about hot dogs yeah hot dogs armor hot dogs sing it like you mean it what kinds of kids eat armor hot dogs fat kids skinny kids kids who climb on rocks Tough kids, busy kids, even kids with chicken pot love hot, hot dogs. Armor hot dogs. Hot dogs. Kids love to fight. Doesn't his family know any songs that aren't commercials? I feel like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight. Oh, I love, love hearing Grandpa's pain singing. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love that one of the most dated aspects of The Simpsons are when they quote contemporary con- yeah. commercial jingles. Yes, yeah. some movies will be relevant forever, but Chicken Tonight I don't even think is a product in America. But anymore. I, I remember at that time, oh, like, me too. Chicken Tonight was huge. It was huge. Yes. There's a semi funny Australian clip uh, of a product called Dickhead Tonight. Uh, <laughs> everybody gets up and dances like a chicken. Well, let's tackle these ads oh, yes. in order. Oh, please. Uh, so uh, the Ar- the Armor Hot Dog commercial ad came out in the 60s and it was funny it's something i call the wiener wars and mm. that they both had catchy jingles i wish i were an oscar yeah. meyer wiener yep. mm-hmm. and this was the other competing catchy jingles so let's hear it it's identical but this is the 60s version hot dogs armor hot dogs what kind of kids eat armor hot dogs Okay, wait. Uh, wait a second. Because I got another commercial for this, oh. and it makes me laugh so much because it's just a style of music that existed all over the place in the late 70s into the mid-80s. It's the Armor Hot Dog song, but it's just it's a style of music you never hear, and it just constantly makes me giggle. Hot dog, hot dog, what kind of kids eat our hot just the, Man, like the voice of like the the bill on Capitol yeah. Hill. The tough stand cleaner, that's all. <laughs> I don't know what style Man. that is, but and we have not heard anybody that in years. It was only recently I heard that. Uh, it's like uh, Taz's dad. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you see, son, you gotta eat the hot dogs. Uh, ben Crosby. <laughs> yeah, I'm and, a hot dog. Uh, if you look up that clip on YouTube, that is like a kid all star commercial. It really yeah. is. Yeah, I you mean, got boys have a penis, girls have a vagina, and the girl that was on Growing Pains. Oh wow, <laughs> wow. the younger Growing Pains. Girl, it's right. the one I remember, and I just love that so the one thing i learned recently is that the the term sissy is kind of a gay slur i don't know if you guys have heard this before oh certainly like uh i mean have you heard it henry imagine i mean we use this word all the time but only later in life it's like oh i guess i mean it's sort of like just saying faggy like so imagine if the song like tough kids faggy kids like what does that seem shocking it is pretty shocking yes that word was defanged in our generation yeah like it means a Somewhat fake kid, which obviously should be judged because a real gender Nancy. roles are specific. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that, I think that's why they they didn't. Did, sissy kids wasn't in that other one, right? The, um, I don't think they have sissy kids in that one. No, no, they didn't. They they changed okay. it up a little bit. Yeah, Coward it was. I just wanted to hear that guy's voice. <laughs> I love. It makes me laugh so much. I went. Above and beyond, because I'm obsessed with old foods. No, it's great. And uh, um, Chicken Tonight, of course, is a kind of sauce you cook chicken in by the Ragu Company. I was so disappointed to find out it's just a sauce it's you just a sauce. make with chicken. Wow. Yeah. A marinade. Ragu introduces Chicken Tonight simmer sauces, and suddenly everybody's saying, I feel like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight. 
People dancing like chickens. Four new sauces. Each one's four sauces. Everybody, four flavors. Nineties. If someone really savvy out there will do it, just put in like Job's chicken dance noise to these people (laughs) dancing like chickens for chicken tonight. (laughs) I I checked. It's still a popular brand in the UK. I had to go all out with Armor hot dogs because basically it's the story of America. Hmm. uh, I couldn't believe that was there was there's still around in the nineties. Like, yeah, that's, I, I, mean, that's Ar- I remember I coming out. You can buy Armor hot dogs right now. Yeah, really? Ar- you can buy Armor hot dogs right now. But the, but the uh, amount of times it's changed hands is the story yeah. of corporate America. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, it, they even donated a bunch of hot dogs. What is it, the Spanish American Civil War? Whoa! Which then get, if they half a million hot dogs, which then poisoned thousands of soldiers. Oh boy! Jesus Christ. Uh, Biological they, warfare. <laughs> the Armor hot dog division also created Dial Soap. Which ended up surpassing yeah. the oh, popularity wow. of the hot dogs. Uh, then they created they created dial soap. It was dial soap in the mid twentieth century, and then were sold to the Greyhound Bus Corporation. Wow. What? <laughs> and then to to Revlon, and then a German company mm. who sold off the non dial food assets, where Dial is now its own company, mm. to Pinnacle Foods, and they still Armor hot dogs are apparently still around. I've never seen them, and they might be most famous for the non lunchable lunch maker. Upstart uh, that tries to challenge the Oscar Mayer Lunchable with stacking crackers with cheese and ham. Well, when I was a kid, I there was a period where I'd have hot dogs like every other day for for lunch, but mm-hmm. it wouldn't be with it would be without the bun because I told my mom I really liked how in, in, how co- in old cartoons and- <laughs> <laughs> how in old in old cartoons when you see a hobo yeah. with a hot dog yeah, yeah. on a stick, I'd be like, I want to eat like that. So I'd get that with a fork. And- Maybe the first food I could make. So <laughs> many memories of eating an armor hot dog while watching Gumby cartoons and thinking oh. like, this is the life. We should have rescued you. <laughs> Cosplaying as a poor person. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess though my preferred hot dog brand now is um, Hebrew National or Nathan's. Those are my two favorites. It's got to be all beef because I want the parts of the brains and feet Mm. that get mashed together in a hot dog. It better be from a cat. I'm an Oscar Mayer wiener kid and it's because of those white spots in it. I I will eat a hot dog from a cart. Just anything before that process I find Mm. repulsive and disgusting. (laughs) Like a, a slimy, cold, pink Mm. It's awful. I, I'm fine getting it at a cart, though. I love hot dogs. But chicken night, like, <laughs> can't you just put seasoning on your chicken? Like, probably, do you have to drown it in? Because like, I, I, I made sure to look stupidly closely at the brand. It's just like dressings mm. and salsa. It's like hamburger helper, where it's like this yeah. isn't actually. The I think it's right. if you want to make chicken parmesan, it is. And, uh, it you is. Eat it with pasta. It's basically Alfredo sauce or salsa. Yeah. I I like the name of it. Though. Honey I, mustard. I, I think that's maybe why it's less popular in America now. <laughs> that it implies a family would cook together. And like <laughs> I'm ah. making chicken tonight. Well, it's, like. It, <laughs> Not just to harp too much on it. It's just a product that's available everywhere else mm. under different names. It's yeah, just it's, sauces, yeah. but they're marketing it as for your chicken. Yeah. Yeah. It's smart of ragu. Mm. I like. So Matlock is going to be on, and the, <laughs> the Matlock trains go. are coming, and they got to get on it. I never. Oh, it's that. I never. Each heard, Matlock could be our last. I never heard the line. Each Matlock <laughs> no. could be our last. And I think yeah. Matlock was canceled at this point. It just oh, no. was. Uh, no, I, I looked it up. Matlock that would be their last mm-hmm. would air on May seventh, nineteen ninety five. So a year from, One year. from sure. this episode. Yes. The last because they had a ton of TV movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, this was the last episode, okay. so then they had probably had TV movies, but wow. uh, it's called The Scam, Part 1 and 2, here on May 7th, 1995. And I like that Miss Bouvier, she enjoys Matlock, too, because in the in Springfield, every old person loves Matlock. We you love can't you, Matlock. And I also like Homer's, the cruelty implied of Homer's, like, 
more Christmas. <laughs> like, he was like, please don't come. You don't have to come for Thanksgiving. It was another, a nice reference to how that's the last time we saw her, too. That's just true. like she wasn't yes. at Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. Did they show Miss Bouvier's retirement home? Uh, yes, yeah. That, no. well, we'll get to that in a second. But, but I, first, thought, I thought it was weird that uh, Patty and Selma drove to the, the Simpsons' house in a Jeep. Yeah, that car Not just a Jeep. The Jeep Hanson is driving in the Mbop video. Yeah, it's not quite a Humvee. It's so strangely specific, and we've never... You I, never see it I again. I feel like I've never seen them drive a car yeah. before. Uh, Oakley and Weinstein really like the idea of surplus army Jeeps. Yes, mm. And Patty and Selma are, are cheap, obviously. It's not just a lesbian thing. No. We, we can hear the story of those surplus army Jeeps in that Bill yeah. Oakley mm. interview. Go back through the archives, I, folks. I don't know if it was for, like, the three frames of uh, Jacqueline Bouvier's hair, like, going backwards mm. as they Maybe speed away. It. But it was like, they, they're like, like we, we don't yeah. want to draw her hair getting smashed down. We want to... Yeah. We want to <laughs> We That's want to make true. a Kennedy assassination reference. No. Uh, also, I was wrong. She did appear in Selma's Choice at the uh, uh, yeah. Aunt Gladys funeral. Give, I like that Marge is so pro this from the beginning. Like she, It gives Marge something to do yeah. an interesting character trait yeah. that she wants to set up her mom with Abe Simpson, of all people. I really wouldn't do that. Homie, you know it's funny. Both my mother and your father seem pretty lonely. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Anyway, maybe they could go to a matinee together, or shopping, or to that room in the library that's always full of old people. Periodicals, that's it. Marge, please, old people don't need companionship. They need to be isolated and studied so it can be determined what nutrients they have that might be extracted for our personal use. Homer, would you please stop reading that Ross Perot pamphlet? <laughs> oh! <laughs> I love oh. that line. I love that line. Like, no! <laughs> so... What was this joke? I mean, it's a funny joke, but was it referencing anything specific? Any specific Rospero plans? I don't remember enough about him, but he yeah. was an independent candidate, but probably would have been the Republican candidate had that been open well, to right. him. Yeah, I think it was just he was viewed as a kook, and this could be another yeah. kooky idea he had. I, I just don't remember those types of ideas. Not mm-hmm. like fierce libertarian, yeah. uh, well, utilitarian use for old people. I was a kid, I was like, why would Rospero write that when he's old? <laughs> well, Rospero's, well, because he's a rich old guy, yeah. you don't do that to him, but... I'm special. No, I think that the I think it came from just the root of like Ross Perot in '92 was a big ass deal, and people mm-hmm. wondered if he'd run again in '96. He did, but in '94 he was kind of in the middle, and he was. If people were used to him just coming out of left field with plans mm-hmm. because he didn't have to talk to the Republican mm-hmm. committee or the Democrat committee. So he's just like, well, here's my crazy plan. It worked in my business, and so everyone they, has one gay experience. <laughs> and so you can extrapolate harvesting the organs of of, of old people. As well, and Homer just laughing that it is funny, and uh, yeah, it is funny. I but I liked periodical sections. It was a fun way at the library to read every magazine for free. The newspapers had those awesome wooden swords attached. Oh, to them. oh yeah, those wooden swords. A fucking kendo stick and wrestling with the newspaper <laughs> stuck in. No, it. I have done the Homer thing where someone says and. Uh, it's funny that this is happening, or this is whatever, and I'm like, yeah, that is funny. It is uh-huh. funny. When, when it people is, really yeah. mean interesting, they yes. don't mean literally <laughs> funny. Yes. Now, I don't think... I haven't been to a library too often. I don't think I see old people specifically in the periodicals. I mean, this anymore. is different. We just see homeless people yeah. in libraries. Well, what libraries, it's what I love on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. They really understand that the library is where you go to the internet when you don't have a computer. Mm-hmm. That's, and, you, and it's where homeless people store pornography. I go pretty frequently because my girlfriend doesn't like to buy books but reads constantly. Smart. It's, it's beautiful, but just everywhere around you. Like I never knew I could recognize a, a recently released prisoner. <laughs> just on site but this is a guy whose clothes are like 12 years old they've got stripes on them <laughs> he's holding a, he's got a, a cannonball chain to his leg yeah. <laughs> no but you'll see you'll see people who are clearly like trying to get their lives together nothing like 
crazy or anything like that, but their clothes are too old mm. and they're trying to get... And then these old Korean women watching soap operas as homeless as far as mm-hmm. the eye can see. Mm-hmm. Which, hey, I mean, that's fine. Libraries should that's be That's what they're there for. Fuck yeah. Place. They need a bathroom. Dude, yeah. they have free DVDs, video games, comic books. I go there too and get <laughs> shit. It's down right down the road. pay a lot of taxes for it, so people jump on board. This, people in the city complain that, uh, oh, this street pelt smells like urine. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if they had free bathrooms everywhere, then it wouldn't smell that way. But you wouldn't want tax dollars paying for that. That bathroom is a nightmare. I dare you. I would, <laughs> oh, I would never. I wouldn't. But I hate all public bathrooms, as I said here. I don't like using it. Uh, then we go to the the other retirement yes, home in, in Springfield. It's actually, uh, I think it's like independent living or something like that. Or like mm-hmm. assisted living. I don't think it's a retirement home. They're yeah. apartments. Well, I try, it, that's true. It's I not wanted as bad to, as retirement castle. I wanted to dig into the reference. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Hal Roach retirement retirement home and I, I don't really get it still i mean mm. it's just an old-timey reference because hal roach of course is the producer of uh, our gang uh, yes known the as pro- little rascals and he, laurel and hardy he's shorts the producer of like mainly our gang yeah but like one of the things i did read about him he lived almost to be 101 yeah wow. so perhaps it's a reference to how long he he not only like outlived three of his children mm. who died of old age wow, wow. he outlived Whoa. almost every single little rascal hmm <laughs> That's incredible. The children he produced and things. So he, so maybe it was there to be like, yeah, Hal Roach. But he had just I, died, like at the time they were producing in ninety two. Yeah. yeah, but I wonder if he stayed in touch with Mo. <laughs> <laughs> I would think he excommunicated him after yeah. he murdered one of the original Little Rascals. We get a very very sad. This joke is my here. favorite sad it's joke so sad. in the whole series. So that's not my mother. I'll be back in a jiffy. Can I come to? <laughs> uh, they're, they're politely ignoring her. Yeah. The, the, her design is great too. That she looks like Abe, uh, as someone as adult today as Abe could mistake her for Bouvier. Yeah. yeah, but that she's so sad. She's like, "Can I come too?" Uh-huh. It does combine two of my favorite kind of Simpsons jokes, which is an old person being sad and a person who looks just like another character, <laughs> yes. and just their their lack of eye contact <laughs> as they roll up a window. Mm. It's just so it's a great like, drawing. Yeah, it's nice cruelty. Like it's just like, well, this yeah. is polite cruelty. So hasn't it has it been established in a previous episode that they have the rolly windows and not the? Uh... Mm. I think no, it I've does go it. back and forth. Yeah, I, I think the rolly wind. I mean, I think the power windows underline the joke. That yeah. that yeah. sound of like that sounds better. Yeah. I I believe it was a I believe it was a power window when they get attacked by the yeah. lions at the discount line safari. Discount line safari. Yeah. Boy, that word was just not coming yeah. my head. There. But that was another uh, joke that I would make at at work at GamePro and like back in the day when I hear like two cubicle mates uh, saying like, "Oh, let's go to the bar after work." I would just like d- like uh, instant message them with that uh, that clip. <laughs> so next we go to pig. P. Piggly Hog Swine Super Smart. I love that. I yeah. love that too. It's P. Piggly good... Hog Swine. I had to add, because look, we, I'm from the South. Obviously, we had Piggly Wigglies. So that was yes. the grocery chain. But I, I think it was very local. We had an upstart group of gas stations called the Hogly Wogly. Mm, I've never seen wow. another one another outside never of, of Florida in my life, so I don't think they were all over the place. I only heard of Piggly Wigglies. I lived in Ohio. It was because it was an easy, funny name yep. for a store yep. that people could use in sitcoms. It's... Like, I'm going to go down to the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> Come and eat my guts. I'm a pig. Well, that pig face is funny, which yeah. the hog swine's face is kind of the Piggly Wiggly yes. face, and that it's great that he's serving another pig to Serving up to himself. Eat. And it is a perfect old folks meal place to do of like well let's just go to a cafeteria slash style buffet place and eat dinner at 2pm yes no <laughs> I, 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 we talked about that somewhere else but that is a gross uh, a restaurant style 
I do remember mm-hmm. the cafeteria style. It was it was not always drive through and sit down. Mm-hmm. That's an old aristocratic thing. Yeah, it, it, you had cafeterias everywhere, and I, I from before I was ten, we had one left. Morrison's. There was a chain called Morrison's mm-hmm. where you'd bring a tray down, select what you want, and pay for what you get. And I don't. We only have one kind of restaurant now. Yeah. Well, I think the cafeteria just graduated into the buffet, which mm-hmm. is a similar setup of like you pick what you want, but at a buffet, it's like you just never stop. Yeah. You just uh-huh. eat all. I you know can. we have one here, Joe's Original in San Francisco, oh. across the street from the theater, where you go and you just tell the. Uh, I don't want. I don't want to call him a barbarian, but the guy. Pe- different people cut different meats, and yes, you ask yes. for those cuts. He's got like Man. a badge too. <laughs> I'm the meat officer. I only, I only cut pork. Why well, uh, smorgasbords? Like I remember, we went to that Hofbrau every now and then mm-hmm. at, at for work lunch back at our old job, mm-hmm. and I just like that. It was like here, just pick your meal, and we're gonna cut up the meat right here. And mm-hmm. you'd always think like, well, that's all the meat they're giving me, and then they would give you like double yeah. that, yeah, and, more pig. But both Grandpa and Jackie fell for the uh, telemarketing scam. Yes. I love and they both didn't mind, although Grandpa yeah. thinks it's uh, not a scam. He thought it was just lucky. He was just like, you win a prize. <laughs> then came a scene that when I first saw it, I thought it was a Benny and June parody. Uh, Me too. That's think, all I knew it but, from. But it is. No, well, it's not. I yes, mean, it is. Yes. Because well, it is because that was a very popular scene in Benny and June. It's more of a Benny and June reference than a Charlie Chaplin reference because the joke is that, like, you stole this Johnny Depp. But, uh. yes, but the, and the John, well, and in it, he, he was doing it to entertain a girl who was sad. So this mm-hmm. reason for doing it is similar to Benny and June, not to the Chaplin original. But Burns' lawyer mentions the Charlie Chaplin. He does, yeah. because the, I, but that's why I think it's so funny. It's both. And yeah, I think but, fresh in your mind was this scene in Benny and June, which is in every commercial and trailer. Right. I mean, we are bearing the lead here. This is from the 1925 uh, yes. movie The Gold Rush with Charlie mm-hmm. Chaplin. I didn't it's get a, a really good because one. it's a uh, silent <laughs> it's movie. Silent. And, yes. uh, yeah, you're not going to get anything out of that. And I like how the hired goons, who are the goons who work for Mr. Burns as well, <laughs> bend the fork and stomp on yeah. the potato. It just... I, I think... It's like Crusher and Low Blow or something. <laughs> yeah, that's I, right. Due to us arguing over the ref, that's why I love it so much because it's I'm, making I mean, fun of Benny and June. I know Benny and June brought it into the zeitgeist, mm-hmm. but uh, throughout this this whole episode, Grandpa is uh, stealing bits from like turn of the century <laughs> okay, yeah, comedians. Yeah. So I have a theory about why they keep doing this. That I think it was this episode is really good, but it is a late season episode, and it feels like we need five minutes of references. <laughs> so it has a lot that are kind of tacked on. Yeah, and I feel like moments like that is Dave Merkin punishing the writers of just saying like, you know what, you can't. Jump make a reference uh, the reference police will show up and punish you for too many references but not with family guys <laughs> yeah well Dave Murphy doesn't work for family that's so, true I- the Simpsons will be right back Hi diddly ho, listenerinos, it's Henry Gilbert here, thanking you for listening to 100 episodes of Talking Simpsons. I'm assuming you listened to all of them, you have, right? Well, if you like this so much and you want to hear episodes a week early and want to hear tons of bonus things, including interviews with people who worked on classic Simpsons video games, the first episodes of Talking Critic, and much, much more, there's such an easy way to do that. Just go to patreon.com slash talking simpsons. That's right. Bob and Henry 
Henry have launched a Patreon to put all their exclusive Simpsony goodness in one place and as a way to help them do it full time. Just $5 a month will get you access to so many things and $10 will give you even more cool access to upcoming exclusive stuff. Help us hit our next goal and we might just do a whole new publicly available podcast about every animated show one episode at a time you heard that right you can find out more details at patreon.com slash talking simpsons and again thanks all of you so very much for listening here's to a hundred more no 600 more yeah Hey, this is Hank Azaria. You're listening to Talking Simpsons on Laser Time. I didn't know that was a thing. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. My weekend did have some fun moments of... um Taking a surprise trip with my mom up to, to my uncle this. Eric's place, and uh, my strategy of not telling her I quit mm. my job to not let her worry, <laughs> even though she subscribed to your podcast. <laughs> yes, look, I realized how stupid it was. Okay, I, I I was the coward. My mom was visiting, and I didn't tell her. Yeah. Basically, I ran the idea by her, and I was mm. like, "If I quit my job to do podcasting, mm-hmm. what, what would you think?" And she says, "I think you could make smart decisions, and I trust you to do that." And I was like, mm. "Okay, I still won't tell you, but you'll find out later when you're not." <laughs> Here. I guess my, my parents just don't ask me questions. They don't understand what writing about video games is. They don't understand what podcasting is. Yeah. They just understand I can make a living off yeah, of it like, somehow. I haven't asked my that. parents yeah. for money in years, and I told them what it was, and, like, and they've mm. never asked again. Yeah. <laughs> my parents are still asking the same two questions every time they call. How is your job going? Yeah. And if, uh, as long as I say okay, and I don't need money, then they're fine. And uh, what time is it over there? Oh my god, Dave, I was thinking that exact thing. <laughs> Still my, three hours ahead. Whenever Still my mom calls ahead. me, I've been living here for six years, what time is it there? They're just so like amazed by the time yeah. difference, it's great. It's minus two. Yeah. <laughs> three. Oh god, uh, we're on the metric time system now, and uh, well, I can't tell Ohio. you more. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash lasertime, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. So up next, uh, they're in her I apartment, and I, after being educated way too much, I'm in such debt to uh, many institutions, but <laughs> I finally really got this joke. So uh, Jackie is saying she drove all of her friends crazy, and she names three names, and I'm like, oh, those are all authors, and they're also old. The joke is she knew a lot of other old Man, people. That's what I thought, too. But it turns out, knowing who these people are now, they all had serious mental illness, illness problems oh, that shit. led to their deaths in many cases. So <laughs> Zelda Fitzgerald, F. Scott's wife, a writer of her own right. Uh, Frances Farmer, an actress and TV host. She was also uh, had some mental problems. They, they were both institutionalized. And uh, Sylvia Plath uh, killed herself uh, <laughs> with a with an oven, with the Gasterman oven. She was the writer of the Bell Jar. That's true. And, with a, and, a sign on her back said, no funeral. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was, that was mine. As, but, a very, uh, as a very uncultured kid, like when I first saw this scene at like, what, 13 or 14 mm-hmm. years old, I was like, 
those are funny old lady names. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they still are. But there, uh, there's thousands of things that go over your head in this episode. Yes. I think potentially Sylvia Plath could have been uh, Jackie's friend, but Zelda Fitzgerald and Francis Farmer <laughs> were both are both born in the early 1900s, so they would have been much older than Jackie. That's true. By yeah. the time Jackie would have met them, they would have like. F. Scott Fitzgerald and, and and Zelda would have been hanging out with Ernest Hemingway at that point. And the but it's it's a great use of oldie time names. Yeah. I Francis Farmer was the one I had to look up this time. I yeah, forgot her, but mm. that Zelda. By the way, guys, you, you read her oh. work because she's the inspiration for the Legend of Zelda. Mm. I'm trying to get people to read. In <laughs> Japan, uh, Zelda Fitzgerald's name is Doki Doki Panic. So uh, <laughs> look that one up. It, it was a really cool article I read mm. about how I didn't know that the Great Gatsby was a big hit in Japan. Yeah. Like mm. it, well, it really came over there. And uh, Haruki Murakami, who is popular over here, mm-hmm. uh, he is a Japanese novelist who. He is one of the people who localized Great Gatsby for his generation because he loves the Great Gatsby that much. So it's it's not surprising that if he's trying to find a name for a princess, Shigeru Miyamoto would pick Princess Zelda. Makes sense. Then Abe is is really has he has some interesting feelings that he can't figure out. You're so sweet. Oh, I feel all funny. (gasps) I'm in love. No, wait. It's a stroke. No way! It is love! I'm in love! <laughs> I love this. Sh- this is going in the commercial, but I love this. Sh- this shot is awesome because Abe merges correctly. Yeah. He gets right on the freeway. They don't stop the ambulance to let him out either. Apparently, according to the commentary, this scene went on for a lot longer with Grandpa ending up in a lot of things before he realized he was in love. Like, I'm in Texas. I'm in Blake. I'm in love. Yeah. That's cute. But, but I, I I just like the ambulance guys tossing him out. And it's a nice callback to so many previous Simpsons. <clears throat> Smash cut to ambulance jokes. They, they love that. In Act 2, we finally get the B story of this episode. Yeah. And I forgot we have another... Uh, Another Roger Myers Jr. not voiced by yeah. Alex Rocco. It is just one line, so I get why they didn't get Alex Rocco, but it, it's, it annoys me hearing Hank Azaria. Hello, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such films as The Boat Jacking of Super Ship 79 and Hydro, The Man with the Hydraulic Arms. Coming up this hour on the Impulse Buying Network, your chance to own a piece of Itchy and Scratchy, the Toontown twosome beloved by everyone, even cynical members of Generation X. <laughs> yeah. Groovy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they stick it to Gen X. Yeah. That, that's their first swing at uh, at what will be the plot of Homer Palooza. Did you hear someone came that up, is the Homer Palooza kid. Somebody came up with a name for us. We're, we're Zillennial. I X, saw X, that. X, how do you say it? Zillennial. I've only seen it written to it. Generation X with millennials. Mm. If you're born between, X-E-N yeah. and the annual. I, I wanted a classification. Yeah, <laughs> it is the people stuck in between Gen X and Millennial if you were born in between 80 and 85, I think is a classification. I like which, the MTV generation. I like that label. I, I, yeah, Lisa is on there. But so I love the image of Bart in bed with a mini TV yeah, right yeah. next to him. I did that a bunch of times. Like it was a great and just him staying up late to yeah. watch TV. My grandfather a, had a black yeah. and white projection based Sony Watchman, which uh. I thought was the greatest invention <laughs> ever because I could watch things in my hands. Doesn't he have doesn't he have a TV on the counter in his room where he watched a Tuesday Night Live he with did. Krusty? Yes. But that might be the rumpus room TV and was that when he was Maybe sick? Moved, yeah. When he was brought upstairs? Mm-hmm. Well mm. and uh, and then this is kind of a parody of selling Simpson cells <laughs> at high 
markup, which was even a thing in '94. Yeah, yeah. and p- people who didn't know people who didn't know how animation worked, be like, yeah. "Oh, a cell! I'll get a nice drawing of Homer." They'll just be like his muzzle or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, and as I, I'm not going to do it anymore, but I, I had a great time in my spare time recently trying to find animation cells on eBay, and it's really fun because you have to find the difference between um, the re- enormously expensive ones and the cheap ones. Uh, and part of that is there are, are thousands, thousands of animation cells for the worst show, but they're mostly an arm or they're a character <laughs> looking looking away off screen or walking out of a door and it's half their body. Yeah. And you can get all that shit for like two dollars i i love the attainability of most cells yeah. if you like you probably watched one saturday morning cartoon you liked as a kid that nobody gives a shit about and you can own one twenty-fourth of a second yep. of it hmm. for under ten dollars yeah, i was collecting them like this 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 show sucks yes. the fantastic four but this painting of the thing rules <laughs> now if you want one from a classic disney thing you're oh you're fucked five thousand dollars unless you get one of like them exiting a room yeah. or something in between where they're just moving an arm well and getting the background makes a big difference too and i like that russ meyer shows <laughs> the uh he he shows a the, the cell you think you're gonna get of like oh both characters in a key pose <laughs> like and no it's something that would have one arm would just be that on the static background is itchy or scratchy not moving mm-hmm. and so they can or on only... different cell layer yeah exactly yeah. so it, and there have been tons of people who've probably been bought fake simpson cells or at a high markup or yeah uh, there's simpson a lot of stolen cell. ones and they talk about on the commentary too that yeah that, that there were tons stolen that mac Raining was trying to tell them like watch these cells are going to get taken mm-hmm. and fox is like eh, who cares yeah as a, as a little animation nerd, it always annoyed me when people would got, would buy cells or collect them, mm-hmm. and then I look at them like this is not a cell used in animation. Yeah. This is a reproduction. A it's like one of one thousand identical things they made mm-hmm. to but give to you. If you go to a Disney, you, I remember you would go to a Disney store, and it's like, look, here's a cell of Bambi. Yeah, and there were tons of them, and like none of those are real. No, not they're not real. They, they, they had only sold official real cells in Disneyland for a little bit, and then stopped. Uh, I don't think they do it e- anymore. Yeah. There was a story I heard, like, Kurt Russell as a kid, mm-hmm. and he just took home giant piles of cells and was, like, wow. skating on them in his <laughs> oh. garage. Oh, he was like, this it. is fun. Destroying art. <laughs> yes, and you, I mean, you can get Simpson cells, but cells barely exist anymore sh- anyway because should say thanks to taken over. Thanks to Keith, if you listened to the Rosebud episode, I said I was going to bid in a cell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sent in a, I tried to lowball him. He yes. said, fuck you, <laughs> and didn't do it. And then I didn't buy it. I'm just like, fuck it, I'm not going to pay for it. So our buddy Keith lowballed him even worse when the, the auction was ending, bought that sell for me. Wow. But because he's a patron, I'm like, I'm not taking any more money. But he got a much better deal. So, so someday that sell is going to show up in our house. No pressure, <laughs> It's got to be right there. When we <laughs> yeah, we got to stare at it. Uh, and so, yeah, then Bart steals Homer's credit card to yeah. order it. And it was- that is too much, by the way. I've never... Ever paid yeah. the Simpson cell from Rosebud. Mm. It was, I think, two hundred dollars at the most. And in nineteen ninety four dollars, three hundred fifty bucks was really yes. like seven hundred dollars yeah. today. And there were like three characters in that mm-hmm. cell, so that's mm-hmm. pretty good for that much action in a cell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the joke of Homer. Homer and Bart stealing each other's things with a bump into, like, that was just a sequel of the boy who knew too much yes. joke of them 
passing by each other. Yeah, expect oh. them to have a fake mustache on. And just to rattle this off real quick, I'm going to go out of my way from here on out because this is when it starts of Troy McClure calling in his movie title, seeing if I can find their reference material. Mm. Uh, the hydraulic arms guy, that's just a it's thing. Dr. Octopus from the Space. It's, uh, it's none of the, the boat jacking of uh, <laughs> Superboat, Super whatever. Supership 79. As both a, entitled a parody of the hijacking of the Achille Lotto. Wow. And uh, the final film in the airport series, the Concord Ellipses Airport 79. The, the <laughs> finale of the dumbass oh. airport movie. You really want to put a, a year on your movie title. Yeah, Makes it, it last forever. You tell us in 1970 my movie. They, it, so what's he's in it? You Europeans will know it as Airport 80 because you did not see it until <laughs> a year later. I, this is the first time I've seen Troy on the show mm-hmm. since I've seen Doug McClure films. Mm-hmm. And I never watched a whole one of them before, but two of them oh. are in this season of Mystery Science Theater 3000 in the mm. new season. And when I see him, I'm like, you are Troy McClure, Doug yes. McClure. You I had are the, exactly him. I had the exact same reaction as you, Henry. Like, wow, yeah. this is Troy McClure. I'm watching a Troy McClure movie. Mm-hmm. This is great. <laughs> and the Doug McClure, both the, both the movies, no matter what the setting, is like, mm, I should be wearing a turtleneck. He <laughs> <laughs> loves it. Maybe he was a little worried about it, where his neck fat was, and he's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 I wear a turtleneck. And uh, yeah, so, so yeah, Bart Steele's Homer's visor. <laughs> yeah, all those those. Those cards for Homer, it's something I get slightly sensitive about. I don't like when Homer is written as too sexual. Yeah. Like, is he's, mm. That he's, like, bawdy or that he's... he's really into boobs. Yeah, that he's too horny. I don't, I don't like the a bottom. horny... Hmm. Well, it was, like, a Federal Breast Inspector card, and what else was yes, there? Yes, the uh, Federal Breast Inspector. <laughs> Damn it, I should have written it down. Sorry. But I thought he was a butt guy, because he compliments Marge on her butt that won't quit. Yeah, Five dollars. Yeah, you want to look it up, though, just to get... Oh, uh, nah, nah, No, forget it, forget it, fuck it. Uh, so yeah, he pays three hundred fifty bucks for it. While mean, and then meanwhile, Marge is trying to set up a date, and uh, I uh, well, that's just here. You know, Abe had a very nice time with you last Sunday. Tell her I love her, Grandpa. Shh, I know my mother. If you come on too strong, she's going to get scared away. I love you. What? I love you, Mom. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you, Mom. Gotta go. <laughs> but with the way phones work, yeah. if Marge hangs up, Abe will still be on the phone. <laughs> true, because true. the line is still active. Uh, you should have called this clip. Uh, Chris tries to get a girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you already. Oh, come on, too strong. And uh, oh, yeah. Right before that was the great. I, I love that drawing of the Simpsons in human style. Mm. In real, it's it's almost King of the Hill. Like, it really it's, is. It's uh, yeah, very close. And I like that Homer thinks they will be retroactively inbred. <laughs> yes, yeah. That should be the album picture. I love that photo. It will be. I mean, okay, a retroactively inbred. B, uh, Abe and Jackie are not related to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it's like I like the two levels it works on. And the damn, damn, damn oppose. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I would, I would wager to bet one of the first jokes about inbreeding on a television on a network television <laughs> show. It's true. <laughs> uh, they totally, that is absolutely going to be the art that I like finally yeah. seeing. Like, where would the hairline be on mm, Bart and yeah. Lisa? They look horrible as little pink, <laughs> oh, realistic yeah. children. It is, it is a mild depiction of what could have been with too much studio tampering. And, and Marge and Abe are a great combo who barely work together much. Mm-hmm. It's something I liked in the Simpsons movie of her and Abe kind of have like a back and forth about the Epa thing. You're right, Epa. yeah. Got to do that commentary, people. This month, uh, it's gonna. We're hitting the ten year anniversary. We've, we'll have already done it. Mm-hmm. And the uh, oh yeah, so this is this is a long clip, but I love this all the, of this. One it's, of my favorite gags ever. Uh, is this line of the show? It Let's would do be for it. Me. Yeah, I mean, they punch a child in the face three times. <laughs> so that's the joke. 
Yeah, hi. I got a special delivery for Homer Simpson. That's me. Oh. Don't write no more letters to Mr. Sinatra. <laughs> I've got a special delivery for Homer Simpson. Uh, that's me. Oh. Stop stealing golf balls from the driving range. <laughs> Homer Simpson, I've got a uh, special delivery for you. Go away. You do not open the door, Mr. Simpson. I cannot give you your special delivery. <laughs> Here's your special delivery. Thanks. That's for keeping me waiting. <laughs> I was mad it wasn't the Bronson guy. Oh, it's close enough. Delivery. If you don't open the door, I cannot give you. And it's such a good read. The pause of that your special delivery. It's so ominous too yes. for no reason. It's, it's really, my favorite bit from this show, this episode. Oh, yeah, and I just love that. And that they were clearly don't write any more letters to yeah. Mr. Sinatra. <laughs> And Still alive. Sinatra would years. send a goon to your house, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. I like the Italian accent on that guy too, mm-hmm. to imply mafia. Mm-hmm. And the, the they were so secure in the address of the of the house that it is seven forty two on mm-hmm. the envelope. This is they, also they, says do not roll. And yeah, as someone who that. has a few animation cells, it is infuriating. Mm-hmm. I bought a ducktail cell a couple years ago. That's probably the one I paid seventy dollars. Mm-hmm. I haggle with a dude at Comic Con. <laughs> it's bubbling. Like it's, they're very sensitive pieces yeah, of material. Yeah. It's, it, it, I don't know. It infuriates me that somebody rolled a cell, <laughs> even if it was just an arm. Uh, I, I've, I've shipped so many things in eBay that they make it. No matter how clear you make it of like, do not oh, bend, saying, fragile. Like they don't care. Yes, nobody like, cares. Your, your postman does not care. I'm sorry. Ace Ventura, that shit no, down the road. Uh, I when I taped this episode, I ended up doing it off of syndication, mm-hmm. not first run. And I did. I remember this was entire sequence was cut out, and it's oh. kind of for good reason. Like. A boy getting punched three times in the face by adults I, is I think it's uh, the longest gag you can remove without affecting any of the plot. Oh yeah, because yeah. yeah, it just starts with like, oh, I got the cell now. It's yeah. like if Bart has a cell, we understand that he got it in the mail. Yes. Like, we don't need that yeah. being explained to us. And I like the opening of the tube from the inside, mm-hmm. and I know that excitement followed by disappointment of buying something in the mail and it finally coming like like over a month later that you can't track online it's you yeah. just ship it and hope it appears six to eight weeks from now so yeah the cell has one f21 which is this episode's production number oh that's fucking awesome yeah, yeah. And that then Lisa judges it as like, that is not worth 350 bucks which then leads to my favorite haw haw ever yeesh how much was it 350 dollars ooh <laughs> Oh my god, this boy is having an out-of-body experience. This is very bad for business. I, it's a really good Nelson joke. sensed that Bart needed to get owned yes. across town. He left his body yes. to do it. <laughs> he went into a coma to, to get Bart dunked. This and squishy was so powerful, he is astral projecting uh, into Bart. And Apu so is not concerned for his safety. He's like, this is very bad for business. <laughs> uh, and then... The, de- ugh, the the description of a mule eating an apple, like, ugh, uh-huh. of Kiss, like, Kiss are like a mule eating an apple. <laughs> I do love the Play It Cool song, though. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, it has. Wanna do? I know, it, it doesn't, it, but it has no direct connection to any one song. It's just something no. you see in, well, in that film that was like a parody of old sex romps of the 50s, mm. uh, Down With Love, they basically have songs like this. And, and I love how Homer acts uh, it, like demure, like, <laughs> when, when Abe puts his arm around yeah. him. Yeah, they're really cute. I love yes. them interacting like that. And why don't we go out on the break here with that song? Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and they really predict the revival of swing with that, don't mm-hmm. they? Yep, all the uh, cherry popping daddies, the uh, squirrel <laughs> nut zippers. Timeless. Um, uh, and then it's a very weird transition from a nighttime date of Abe to Android's dungeon, clearly in the daytime. Yeah. But uh, it is. This is one of the most accurate comic book guys ever because the job of a comic book shop clerk in pre-eBay days mm-hmm. yeah. was to Appraising. tell you that something you had was worth nothing. <laughs> and that you thought, like, well, it says collectible. I was like, this is worth nothing. I wouldn't pay you a dollar for this. I got to get this. Just play that clip for me, please. Okay. Is this sell worth anything? <sighs> Let me show you something. This. This is a snagglepuss drawn by Hick Heisler. It is worth something. This, this is an arm, drawn by nobody. It is worth nothing. Can't you give me anything for it? I can give you this telephone. It is shaped like Mary Worth. Oh. No groaning in my store. Okay. <laughs> Please, g- give me the floor for just a minute. Okay. Because right. I went fucking crazy. Obviously, you know what we do. We look up every... Uh, it, one, that's a great appraisal of animation cells like yeah. that was a really good one totally, that's <laughs> if the character's cool. looking at the camera it's like something you'd buy in stores but it was actually a hand-drawn animation cell worth a lot of money mm-hmm. snagglepuss drawn by hig heisler of course i'm going to look this up and i do hmm. there is no google listing other than this joke wow. some people say that's a real person other people say it's not i can't find a Chris. listing for any hold on okay. I, I got it this, I this is leading you bob <laughs> okay uh, i i have i'm looking all over for this answer i dig out old animation books and look up into the appendices of books about <laughs> hannah Barbera to see if i can find this person i cannot some people again some people online say he's a real person some people say he's not i went in snagglepuss debuted in a yogi bear show i went and looked in the credits for mr hig heisler i found a hicks loki and a oh. Harvey Eisenberg who did story sketches, but no Hig Heisler. Most uh, several people said it's not a real person; it's a name they made up. I found one conclusive uh, confirmation proof that Hig Heisler exists, according to a post uh, made on the No Homer site, January twentieth, two thousand five, by a young man named Bob Servo. Oh. There's no joke. <laughs> Hig Heisler was a cartoonist that worked for Hanna Barbera. We're eating ourselves, Bobby. <laughs> oh, I was stupid then. Wow, On the commentary, wow. uh, Bill Oakley says that's a that's a name we made up. Yes, <laughs> it just sounds like they're perfect for finding because of your. <laughs> you threw me into a, a, a more of a cycle by confirming. I, I, you're my research. I know so much more now. I can't go back and delete that post. But yeah, I mean, Bob, 12 this years took ago. hours. I'm going through Yogi Bear Fake credits, Simpsons people. News. Hick, Hick Heisler existed in a world where you could be named Isidore or Ub and be an animator. It's yeah. like the perfect old-timey animator it's, name. I love a, a good one-syllable old-timey yes. name, a good Rex. Or Hick a, Heisler. It's, it's a great Oakley Weinstein name they would make up. And it, it's from... It's just I, they don't do that normally yeah. in that case. It, it would have been a real person, according to mm-hmm. my understanding of modern Simpsons. Well, for re- yes, they, they do that more now. It's kind of just Frizz Freeling, I think. Mm. Hick Heisler and Frizz Freeling. They I sound very similar, yeah. I cannot, but you are the third <laughs> or fourth Google result for that. 20 wow. pages into a form I have a thread. lot of cranky uh, decade-old No Homers Club posts, <laughs> it's so don't look at any a decade-old <laughs> under your same Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah, I've had the same online handle for like 25 years now, so Did you know that's where I was going with no. this? Did you, no. Did you try and Google this? No, because I listened to the commentary, okay. and they're, they're like, oh, we made that name up. God damn it. But that was a great search, Chris, that you found. It took you to Bob. Thank you, Leonard Malton, for bothering to write about cartoons in the early 80s with Jerry Beck. I mean, that's proof I've been a Simpsons nerd for this long online, being cranky. Uh, Well, I I was sad. That was a really good delivery by a comic book guy, but he didn't say dollars, which is one of my favorite things he says. I I love his new grooting in my stew. And uh, I, I, I love... Uh, comic strips 
that mm. that was my gateway into comic books. And my my city had the awful ones. I asked my grandparents mm. to save because they had other fun stuff that we didn't. But because they lived in an old folks village, they also had the Mary Worths and Prince mm. Valiants and the, all, <laughs> Rex yeah. Morgan MD. Rex Morgan MD. Brenda Starr. <laughs> and the Maryworth phone, though, it has to be worth something to somebody. <laughs> it's got to be worth more than that cell. But yeah, yeah. Maryworth. It's a really good it's joke. It's really a functional phone. It has some worth. It's, it's in 1994. Yeah. But Maryworth is the longest running soap opera comic. Mm-hmm. It started in 1938. It's mm-hmm. still being made. Somebody out there is still reading Maryworth. If so, God help you. See, now you don't, I don't feel stupid about starting a Simpsons podcast. <laughs> Someone's I, writing Maryworth. Someone's reading Maryworth. That's even worse. I, I like to think we're the Leonard Maltons of our generation <laughs> with this podcast. That's, uh, I, I don't want to, I shouldn't no. overshadow that. He, he is one of the first people to write in depth and do a shitload of research and i love that his young child assistant is jerry beck yeah. arguably one of the leading child the guy's like 60 Chris. this is this book is from like 81 oh, you're right you're right you're right yeah and like 81 in the 70s leonard moulton was the only guy to like bring that shit together with the help of jerry beck jerry he's Beck's, not even credited on the cover look up uh cartoonresearch.com yes, is the newest best uh, fuck animation whatever it's called <laughs> Cart- uh, cartoon brew cartoon brew yeah, yeah. fuck that stuff ah, go cartoon to cartoon research great. no it sucks the guy who runs it's an idiot <laughs> uh then we cut to uh basically a glenn miller style band playing Jackie Jacqueline Bouvier's favorite song, which is also the Glenn Miller's big hit, Moonlight Serenade. Let's hear it. You gotta watch it. It's very weird when I looked up this clip. You just see comments of, oh, Bioshock. For some people, oh. their only frame of reference for Glenn Miller and Artie Shaw is Bioshock. It is a it is a beautiful old song. I love I like it. it. You got to um, dance with your best gal to this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got satellite radio like ten years ago, and I put on this station when my grandfather was still alive, and he was just kind of losing it, and he mm. just started bawling. So like, oh so like God. when you get nostalgic, he's like, no one's played this music for me for fucking. <laughs> But, uh, 50 years on a less touching note just imagine how many of your grandmother's asses were <laughs> grabbed how many boobs were groped to this song just think yeah. about it your yeah. grandma a lot of furious <laughs> petting happening in between in between shore leave outfits this, this, this is popularized in 1939 now in my research though I came across I did not know there was a lyric version of this what? but right. there is and uh, let me pull it up here. you can't uh, do that elephant <laughs> So here's the lyrical version, one of my favorite versions I found, saying by the imitable uh, Ella Fitzgerald. The stars are aglow. Yeah, that's just pretty. Yeah, very pretty. Yeah. I guess it's not that weird. We do have we have people like Brentel Floss just yeah. coming up with original lyrics to songs that have existed now, for years. Now that's Ella Fitzgerald, not Jacqueline Bouvier's friend Zelda Fitzgerald. Zelda Fitzgerald. Yeah, the band playing is Red Breen and his band of some esteem, a parody of Les Brown and his band of renown, a famous band leader. Whoa! And I get no this. Les Brown's grandson is <laughs> Jeff Swampy Marsh, creator wow. of whatever that cartoon is I just forgot the name of, with the platypus and the oh. two kids with the triangle heads on Disney Channel. Help me out here. God damn it. This is like Phineas 50, and Fur. There you Phineas go. And, and he also wrote a Rocker's Modern Life and SpongeBob. Wow. So Jeff Holy Swampy Marsh crap. is um, Les Brown's grandson. I had no wow. clue. Well, yeah. another animation connection there. And then... Abe's about to make his move and then burns with more energy than he's ever had. I yeah. think he got one of those revitalization treatments yeah, from the Springfield Files. It just happened he to him. He just got out of the woods and dressed <laughs> up and put into this place. But I'm mainlining Viagra. Oh, they they later imply that like, wait, 
Burns can have any woman he wants. Why mm. would he be with an old There's woman or go after a Even a weird joke later on that acknowledges yeah. this. Ugh. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, this is the one. Uh, this is the one bit of this episode I don't like. I felt like this should have been introduced earlier, like the, like in Act One, it's where like Burns ten, yeah. is like Smithers. I want to find a woman or something like that, and it yeah. sets up that Smithers is mad at him for doing this. And but he just appears in Act Two. Yeah. Well, you and this be just shocked starts. by Burns' arrival, right. horning in there, and I liked him saying like Bloom Gasket Charlie, <laughs> and that his dance animation is great, but it completely breaks the rules of how good mm-hmm. uh, the energy level of Burns. But that is the joke that Burns yeah, would be he's acting an yeah. very unusual. But, and the uh, the song is sings. Sing Sing with a Swing mm. made mm. in 1936 by Louis Prima mm-hmm. but it's mostly known for the Benny Goodman instrumental version and there is a clip of that mm-hmm. is it below this one? I thought I had a clip of it uh, maybe I don't I don't think you do I mean we don't need it you want me to give it to I'll you? scroll up all the way actually oh, I guess not never mind I mean, put we can, fake put it in can plug it yeah in. I'll just plug it in okay just assume we came back from that song. Mm-hmm. Ah, <laughs> I I like that Abe. I liked Abe's frowning reaction. That that's how he's trying to do it, and then that his reaction to it failing too. And the frowning of a lifetime. <laughs> and that that ha- that is the reaction of many wallflowers of just like, oh, I oh, I'm just gonna frown at this person. That'll do it. Like, <laughs> they'll stop dancing and acknowledge yes, me. They'll stop having fun and acknowledge how unhappy I am. And uh, that's when. Uh, that's when Burns reveals that he is literally Satan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I swear, Monty, you are the devil himself. I, who told you? <laughs> yes, yes, well, I'd say you're an angel, but angels don't dance like that. <laughs> That would have been my yeah, runner-up for line Mr. of the show. Mr. Burns credits his long life to Satan. He yeah, couldn't be like, Satan. Who told you? Well, it's just that it's, it, it implies it's an accusation he's so used to hearing, and maybe he's used all of his money to scrub out that perception of him. <laughs> That's true. I like that reading of it, Chris. I, I, I love that line reading so much. And it's nice with they don't do enough with it in this episode, but the nice line reading of, of Smithers going, just that he doesn't like, he's clearly seen multiple women enter Burns' life, and he hates it. I wish they would have done more with that yeah that he's mad jealous of a 90 year old woman (laughs) just like and that him later seeing him and marge united Mm. and not liking it is is a really it's a cute moment and uh then comes another great moment a a much more audio friendly moment of copyright infringement good night mrs bouvier wherever you are Mr. Simpson, I represent the estate of Jimmy Durante. I have a court order demanding an immediate halt to this unauthorized imitation. Boys? Well, would it be all right with you if I just laid down in the street and died? Yes, that would be acceptable. So before you explain the reference, can you play the Jimmy Durante clip? And now, folks, that's it for Broadway. Good night to all of you. And good night, Mrs. Calabash. Wherever you are. Wow, it's the same spotlights and everything. Yeah, and uh, he was wearing the same clothing as Jim Durante, the fedora and the trench coat. And it just goes over. <laughs> <laughs> loud, loud clapping. So, yeah. Wow. That was uh, Mrs. Calabash was the nickname for Jimmy Durante's late wife. 
and he would sign off by oh. saying, you know, goodbye to you wherever you are. And he called her that because uh, her la- her last days were spent in Calabasas, California. Whoa. So that was that was his way of being a manly man, but still a code okay. to like, here's my dead wife. Shout out to dead wives everywhere. <laughs> I got how would. Oakley and Weinstein have hmm. seen this show. I mean, this this is a reference that people knew about. Yeah. To a 1958, I would guess, short-lived television show from former <laughs> movie star Jimmy Durante. <laughs> really? I mean, this actually started on the radio, and Did he would really? sign off on the radio, and then it turned Holy into the shit. TV show. So this visual reference was in their heads. I never knew this until you just played it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't. I knew it was Jimmy Durante because mm-hmm. of what they say. I didn't know where it came from, but there's your answer. Mm-hmm. Those guys love television history. And also, I mean, they lived in L.A. They could go to the literal the Museum mm-hmm. of Television History and watch those clips and i'm sure they went there a lot mm-hmm. in this yeah. era it's got to feel weird for abe to lose his girlfriend to his old subordinate from the flying hellfish <laughs> yes to be we don't know strange. that yet which he forgets <laughs> Sorry, about. I mean, we don't remember that yet they there that should be in the back of his mind the whole time of like boy that taunting mm-hmm. man i gotta <laughs> this so, is gonna get in the way of it just like in marge gets a job burns is reinvigorated by being yes, in love I, and this scene reminds me a lot of that i like the scene a lot more though i love it i love the way he dances in place <laughs> is so funny oh yeah oh Smithers, guess what happened to me last night? I don't know, sir. You had sex with that old woman? <laughs> she said no to me. Do you know how many women have said no to me? 130, but only one since I've become a billionaire. And she's the one for me. I am in love! whoop de doo sir. Yes, whoop de doo whoop de doo to the world! whoop de doo Mr. Florist. whoop de doo Mr. Physical Trainer. whoop de doo Mr. President. I'm happy you finally found love. <laughs> whoop de doo Tarantula Town! Yeah. whoop de doo Employees! Everyone who's found true love may leave early today! <laughs> that one guy can't even lie to himself. Yeah. <laughs> Just go home early, pretend you found true yeah. love. Go to a bar and drink alone. Yeah. Just disappointed looking into my favorite line from that, that there is no such thing as Tarantula Town. Oh. I wanted there to be a, an awful toy place that's... Tarantula Town. Tarantula Town. I... Love this detail. It's a one second joke that would be so easy to cut, but I love it of just that Burns owns pet tarantulas yes. that he keeps, but only he also the, owns Bill Clinton. <laughs> yes, but he could have with his money, he could have a giant tarantula thing, but it's, it's the it's a child's yeah. tarantula. I still want the scariest uh, scariest pet in the entire world, yes. and I want to confine them the smallest thing possible. Uh, Give them a little city to live in. It's so great that he loves it, and it's uh. just such a great one off and. Then he wants to write a mash note, which is slang for a love letter love letter from the late 1800s. It's a mash note. And that Smithers' sadness and Burns' complete ignorance to it is beautiful, too. He's just like, hmm. Because like, as, as Smithers is bawling his eyes out and has to leave the room, he's like, hmm. Like he just doesn't. He's too in love, and he also doesn't care about Smithers. Yes. And then... This feels like a real Oakley Weinstein callback to classic things of they remember like Smithers tells Burns who the Simpsons are, but then this time Smithers tells him the wrong thing. (laughs) But you need to know it's a funny joke Mm -hmm. either way, but to to know that history makes this even better. Dad says this new guy is a repulsive, obnoxious old billionaire. So let's all be extra nice to him. Hello, why it's, it's a, uh, oh, it's a. Uh, <laughs> why it's Fred Flintstone and his lovely wife Wilma. Oh, and this must be Little Pebbles. Mind if I come in? I brought chocolates. Yabba dabba do. So doing this That's episode, wonderful. sorry, doing this series now, I realize just two episodes ago, Burns was in their house. 
and mm-hmm. Bart was his heir. Yes. And for some reason, as a kid and even as an adult watching this, I never questioned it. Like, why doesn't Burns know who they are? They don't yeah. call attention to them in the show themselves, in the show mm-hmm. itself. But... The same way I, I didn't ask why Elmer Fudd, you know that rabbit is going to slap you and yeah. kick yeah. you in the dick for seven minutes. But it's just so great they can get away with it without having to yeah. explain it. <laughs> yes. It still gets to operate on cartoon logic. The weirder thing about that is that he gives the chocolates to the family of the person he's dating and not the person he's dating. Mm. I guess, you know, it's an old-timey uh, thing. When you're, like, when it, you're but courting. it's a heart. <laughs> yeah, why would true. you give that to... That's it, that I makes love us... you, family. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, well, it seems strange that he'd even spend, Burns would even spend money or care to. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's a bit of a skinflint. I like that I like that Marge immediately hates Burns, and as she should. He's an awful, awful, awful man. I guess if he makes Mom happy, that's all that really matters. That's right, money. <laughs> Your money's happiness is all that money. <laughs> just, Once uh, again, Homer hotel joke. Homer <laughs> wants all of Mr. Burns' money, just like in Burns' heirs. Yes, mm-hmm. But he won't get it anyway. Like it, but then Burns, yeah. Then Burns shares a lengthy scene with Bart, where it never comes up that two episodes ago he adopted Bart, <laughs> and then Bart almost killed him. Yeah, never comes up, and it's just a cute Mexican standoff with the water guns filled with I love that. Uh, mustard and ketchup. Mustard and ketchup. I like when Marge comes in the room; they have the like, guns at each other's heads. Yeah. It's yes, a really cool pose. Yeah. Otherwise known as chicken tonight that's what's in uh, and that that i like the bit of burns calling his bluff and then bar's like okay <laughs> <laughs> with Jenny, the with the mustard then he gives yeah. him the money that seems a little bit well off. he'll get shot more yeah. if he doesn't yeah you gotta hit him with the ketchup already first. ruined he's already got a big yeah. yellow Look, you can explain the smell of ketchup mustard yeah. is something you can <laughs> it can't be explained same. away and uh it's it's a very quick oh yeah then there's a quick bit about them hiring a stripper and a cake which I had never heard of before uh, as a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, very soon I'd see Under Siege yes. and understand the idea of a stripper and a cake. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, as a kid, uh, even then, I didn't realize the cake they jumped out of wasn't real. So I was like, how do they get into a cake? I don't yes. understand. Yeah. But it's like, ru- no, it's just a cardboard thing shaped like yeah. a cake. Pre-puberty, they... why ruin all that cake with a <laughs> naked lady? <laughs> well, it's not, well, it does seem like bullshit. just like, okay, you're, not, you're popping out of, a, out of a fake cake. Mm-hmm. Like, I want a real cake <laughs> with a stripper in it. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's disappointing otherwise. And then there's a Luigi joke, which again shows they were writing oh. this these, like right after Sweet Seymour. Yeah, I have to apologize. I thought Luigi appeared twice with the same jokes, actually three times in this series. <laughs> and, and this one's Mr. not Mr. No even, Tip. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not even the best joke of Luigi's ever had. He calls, he calls Jackie a dried up zombie yes. that he's I captured. Love, it's super insulting. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. So not mean. one of those wet zombies. A dried up zombie is a captured. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, then Bart, they finally finished the storyline of Bart giving back the money to Homer, which Homer did not miss and will immediately waste. Yeah. Dad, I'm really sorry, but I charged $350 on your credit card. What? Don't worry, here's the cash. Woohoo! $350! Now I can buy 70 transcripts of Nightline! <laughs> Dad! <laughs> oh, well. He's happy. I'm going to keep this Mary Worth phone right here. Her stern but sensible face will remind me never to do anything so stupid again. Hey, Bart, you want to go play with that x-ray machine in the abandoned hospital? Sure. <laughs> that's great. I like how the A-plot resolves the B-plot. Yeah. It's very clean yeah. that way. Yeah. That's, that's, those are the best episodes of The Simpsons where the A-plot and B-plot can intermingle mm. and solve one another and, and do it very quickly, too, with the cell. Like, Bart's rid of the cell. The Maryworth phone comes back. Yeah. yeah. Alex, it all ties together. It's really good. Well, I, I just remember as a... As a um, 
case of emergency break open glass, it might have been this episode that I always had the ability to steal my parents' credit card <laughs> and do something like this. I couldn't believe it when I saw it because, like, I, I always knew I could have done that, but mm. I would never dare do it. Bad but, and then Bart paid him back. I don't know. I'm, I was. I, I like seeing that now. I do remember even before this episode. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why I would watch things like Nightline or like. What choice uh, did you have? Yeah, Dateline. Well, I'd watch Twenty Twenty because yeah. TGIF would go straight into. And it. they would always say at the end to get a transcript yep. of this program, send money to the network. They still do that, by the way. Well, I looked I think, this up uh, okay. on CNN.com. You mm-hmm. can look up transcripts of all of their news shows. I don't know why for, you wouldn't for free or for money for, for free. Well, I think they used. To, it's one of those things to weed out people who aren't serious, mm. and also the same way like we were talking about paying for Carson clips. Uh-huh. Like that's how Johnny Carson's yeah. estate makes money by charging yeah. for archival footage. But like, yeah, I guess it's if if you're going to quote this uh, Anderson Cooper 360 <laughs> report. It's right here. Yeah, it's right here. Yeah. And, you I, gotta, think, and I do remember this and all, all PBS stuff. You could, yeah. for, for a lot of money, too. I, what, what, did we do the math on this? Well, that's $5 a thing for th- okay. 70 yeah. Nightline transcripts for $350. For, what we're all missing is how can Nightline exist in the world with Smartline in it? Oh, uh, my God. Come on, people. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I like that even more that that would mean that Kent Brockman brazenly stole the name of, of Nightline. <laughs> also, I like to think that uh, Milhouse inviting Bart to go play with an x-ray machine is a... Uh, it's gonna, it's calling ahead to uh, Radio uh, Fallout Boy. Mm. Oh, right. Yes, yeah. That is the origin of Fallout yeah. Boy. Though actually not the origin of Fallout Boy in the Simpsons comics, uh, which uh, mm, I'll get no, to that uh-oh. someday, <laughs> perhaps. Uh, but, but yeah, then Mrs. Bouvier... Burns asks her to marry him, and she swallows a diamond. I did want to look this up. Like, in 60% of the cases of swallowing a diamond, there is no real damage to you, but that you have a 40% wow. chance that it will cause internal bleeding mm, and maybe yeah, even kill you. remember a couple things happened. My, do- my dog loved to chew the backs of earrings, and mm. several times I'd go to the hospital for internal bleeding because oh it's, swall- it's swallowing a jagged thing. Yes, yeah. It- you you swallow jagged metal and see how much you yes. don't bleed yeah. in your stomach. This this fucking this fucking cl- it, this might actually be my favorite joke, but it's not a line. It's yeah. just the unacknowledged crack of the knee. Uh, yeah. It is so fucking funny. Immediately after dancing, and Burns has to stick his hand in yeah. a boiling chafing dish just to yes. dig the other ring out. Because he thinks like, well, there must be other rings. I bought more than one diamond <laughs> ring, and that was that was a really big diamond that that Jacqueline drinks to, and that she chokes on it like. If it's that big to choke on it, like her throat is bleeding, she yeah. is definitely bleeding. That is going to that is going to hurt come winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and asking to marry her, and uh, oh, yeah. <sighs> my darling, since my kneecaps are filling with fluid as we speak, I'll be brief. Will you marry me? No, mom, you can't marry Mister Burns. He's an evil man, evil schmevil, Marge. Monty can provide for me. Besides, he's a great kisser. Yuck! <laughs> what about Abe Simpson? Don't you have any feelings for him? Oh, he's a dear, but he's too much of an old fusspot. We're all aware of Grandpa's problems, but compared to Mr. Burns, he's Judge freaking Reinhold. I don't know who that is. <laughs> All right, let's get into this joke. I believe Henry explained this to me earlier. We we talked we talk a lot about the Simpsons in our regular lives, and we yes. were talking about this joke one day at our old job. And I think Henry, I was like, "What does this joke mean?" I never knew what it mm. meant outside of uh, Jackie didn't know who the person was. And I think Henry, you said this is a joke that would be on a sitcom, mm-hmm. but the joke is like instead of laughing or there being laughter, uh. Jackie's just like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, like, well, I mean, <laughs> like, what is that? What you think it is? No, or? I totally think that's yeah. it. That they're. I mean, th- this would have been on Seinfeld. It would have been on any number of si- or Cheers. Like. 
compared to him, he's Hillary Clinton. Yeah, right? compared yeah. to him, like so. it's, it's I think prob- the- it's probably a gag on like. That's a very old-timey sitcom line, and by the time you would hear it in reruns, it wouldn't make any sense to you. Hmm. And Judge Reinhold, is, I don't think it's a slam on him. No, I mean... He's pretty popular at It's the time. just like any name. Judge Reinhold was not known for being a nice boyfriend or a bad boyfriend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, he was just like... I, I don't... I mean, it's just a random name they pull out as a topical reference. I, I think yeah. it's, it's a clever skewing, skewing of that type of joke it's, on a sitcom. It, I think the later, better joke is like, those writers make me madder than a yak in heat. Yeah. <laughs> well, the... <laughs> It also feels like reference punishment, just like the other two jokes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like she, he's better than that. Like, Wonderful. well, this old woman would know who you're talking about. I want our commenters to tell us what do you think this joke means. We get a lot of great interpretations. Yeah. I always that, thought it was uh, like, like grandpa's a stud. Like mm-hmm. he's a handsome guy, like John, Judge Reinhold is, <laughs> right? I mean, in, according to your perception, Dave, and I don't uh-huh. want to have, I don't want to change that at all. <laughs> you know. keep he, loving Judge Reinhold, slain it, and vice versa. He was sexy as shit, and vice versa. Yeah, and I, I love that <laughs> smash cut to Marge saying yes. no. It's so when, good when she'd be saying it's, yes. That kind of pacing is so outlandish for television at this point. Like I can't stop, I can't stop being in awe of it in, in 1993. <laughs> and a condom joke is very, it's a little yeah. weak, but I, it is funny how Abe says it the latest. Condo. But again, I'm 14 years old when this episode's oh, yeah. out. Like, I don't really know what a condom yeah, is. It, it would have been the first time I saw a condom or it, the first time I saw a bong yeah, or The yeah. Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Well, they wouldn't air. I remember there was a sitcom on TV where they talked about condoms and they didn't air it on network because they're like, no, no, no. This is too... I, it was, it was I, that show where... I characters brush- from yeah. the 1950s live next door to people in the now in the so 90s. Hi, honey, I'm home. I, yes. Yeah. 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 I brushed right over it. The Melrose place was ending and it was supposed to be the first gay oh, kiss yeah, yeah. on television and they bowed to advertiser and yeah. affiliate pressure and fade to black before it happens. Uh, or cut to like a reaction from somebody looking at them in the window. That's so but lame. But this is not, this is our lifetime. Like, mm. We won't stand by and let this run on Kentucky Fox. It'll destroy America. In in my in in Jacksonville, Florida, they wouldn't air NYPD Blue for yeah. three seasons because like this is too dirty. Yeah. And then they finally did like an apology video of like well not an apology but saying we don't like that we're showing this but we're finally doing it. Fine, here it is. But you don't let kids watch this. Finally, see Dennis Franz's ass. I know you've been waiting for this. Uh, and uh, then I love the sign gag of private wedding. Please worship elsewhere. <laughs> and uh, though it's weird that Barney, what's Barney doing at that wedding? Like, is I don't he, know. I mm. guess just, well, the seat filler is what his job yeah. is, but. Free booze? Yeah, reception. He's there for the reception. Free booze? Yes. I think it's Homer probably got like two or three pity invites. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you can bring people so you don't mess up the rest of the I think, you know, As far as the show, the chronology <laughs> of the show goes, Grandpa, Barney might be the lo- the, the person Barney's on the longest, considering yeah. the, how long him and Homer have been friends. That's, That's true, true. They've yeah. been friends for 20 years at this and point. And didn't uh, Abe serve with... Um, actually, they both served with yeah. 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 Ah, so there we go. Yeah. It's the connection. Hellfish I mean, connection the writers ends. didn't know that Wrapped yet. up in a tight little package. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, then Burns, when Burns should be on his best behavior, he is the worst groom ever. It's right at the finish line. <laughs> and to Hazar on the occasion of their matrimony, much in the same. We've heard enough about Blizz Blaz and <laughs> him, him already. Get to the bloody point. <laughs> Do you, Charles Montgomery Burns, take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife? I do. <laughs> the ring, you little imbecile, before I really lose my temper. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I requested no romantic music. <laughs> just that kick in Bart's butt. Yeah. I'm just like, that's so mean. 
scene <laughs> that, that yes it was in this scene is where Lovejoy says Jacqueline Bouvier, mm-hmm. Jacqueline Bouvier. Bouvier. Yeah. and the Bible quote is not real but it's it's, <laughs> it's convincing enough that yeah. it sounds like an Old Testament uh, story <laughs> yep. it, I remember it from Virtual Springfield the Lovejoy joke with his voice is that he endlessly says blank begat blank begat blank begat blank <laughs> which is I believe how the New Testament starts just to show Jesus's connection to Abraham I believe mm. it is but just that it's it's an odd thing that Lovejoy is really into the lineage mm. or like who married who or who mm. met who but all that please blaz and he him, him. <laughs> and, and uh, yes then uh, so then we get to the ending, which is might be very, lost of time, very out of nowhere. Mm. I don't. Th- I mean, the graduate is sort of timeless in its own yeah, way. I, I think, think people will forget about two it. Or three years of this, uh, Wayne's beforehand, Wayne's World Two. Yeah. yeah. Do you, Jacqueline Bouvier, take this man to be your lawfully wedded husband? <sighs> oh, my favorite song. How did I specifically requested no romantic music? <laughs> what? Are you sure you want to be Mrs. Montgomery Burns? Wouldn't you rather be Mrs. Abraham J. Simpson? No. I don't want to be either. Hot jam! That's good enough for me! <laughs> Able settle for that. And uh, I have a clip of the actual graduate clip that they're parodying. Uh, very, The very famous clip. Can, can somebody check. Is Dustin Hoffman okay? I feel like I don't see him anymore. I'm worried about him. Yeah, you, know, you have that theory about a lot of people. Some people just don't want to be in the public spotlight I, I look, anymore. I, I looked him up. He's still acting. He's still in a couple things a year. But he, but when I was growing up, he was Matt like... Midler in uh, one of the Fokker <laughs> movies. That was 10 years ago. It was 10 years, it was 10 ago. years oh, ago. Like, But it, he was in every... He was like one of the biggest stars ever, Dustin He'll Hoffman. be in Dirty Grandpa 2. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> Maybe he's just going to the stage. But yeah. it's been a long time since I've seen The Graduate. I only watched it because every goddamn thing referenced it yep, in the 90s. Same here. Like, this show, Wayne's World 2, mm-hmm. and also the, um, oh yeah, and also yeah. the Gary Shandling show they yes. had on Anne And Lisa Substitute and... with Dustin Hoffman in it yes. references. Yeah. Mrs. Yeah, Krabappel, you're trying to seduce me. I mean, I watched it about 10 years ago just to get all the references mm-hmm. I'd seen before. It's and great um, It's great, but uh-huh. I don't know if anyone identifies with uh, Benjamin, the main character anymore, because he sucks. Mm-hmm. Halfway I... through the movie, he just becomes a crazy stalker. This, and... is, this is true, but I think that Uh-oh. is revealed in the ending the reality, his reality unfolds right, before right. the audience in the ending that is also parodied here. But I mean, I think people identify with him uh, a lot, that character. That's why they like the movie, but I, but don't, I don't know think if you can pay- watch that movie hmm. like that anymore. I will say the movie defends itself by showing that ending as they both come to the realization of what they've done. This grand romantic gesture brought upon by lust and uh, <laughs> young testosterone. Like, th- oh, fuck. We actually have to do this. Yeah. Sound of silence. It's it was. They of... play the sound of silence. Yeah, yes. but it's like what what the director intends for the audience to get and what the audience actually gets is a different story, which is mm. why racists like the movie American History X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The most racist kids in my high school love that movie. But I, I think the ending is really bold in The Graduate. That oh, yeah. it, is, it is saying oh, that like yes. and all of this use... was for nothing, and you, you don't have the burden of watching these people as they try and make it work. Well, right, right. This... Yeah, it was Mike Nichols directed it, Mike and it Nichols. was the... 
he was showing like if I had cut thirty mm-hmm. seconds yeah. earlier, yeah. you'd just have created a happy ending. But to show this uncomfortableness of, yeah. of them dealing with their decision to have a Hollywood ending, yeah. you're then like, oh, this is weird. I think or it's technically yeah. crazy, like mm-hmm. that he did that. No, it's a great. It, it was a landmark comedy film, which is why so many sitcom writers of the '90s mm-hmm. and '80s did a ton of jokes. About yeah, to, the into both the Bob and our, like the parodies of the graduate graduate usually come from someone interrupting the wedding successfully. Yeah, not and only the Simpsons. I'd seen like did the long unflinching look of yes. the what do we do now also that fall should have killed grandpa yeah. like, the, the <laughs> it lands on broken glass yeah it's it makes... a very rubber band reality of this episode where uh, Mr. Burns can both uh, dance like a maniac <laughs> and have his knee hurt for just kneeling for five seconds that uh, Abe can fall that much yeah. and not I, die I really like the animation of the way his face splats yeah. on the ground like <laughs> yeah. it's a three seconds it's, of creativity and because there. of how much I watch this in Wayne's World 2 it mm. creates the constant confusion of what I get confused about where Simpsons jokes appear, but I like, like, did Wayne Campbell fall out of the window? I think Grandpa was the only one who fell out of the window. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but, but the, the that I can build that yeah. in my mind. Like I'm not sure which joke is which. Yeah. In Wayne's World 2, he goes to the wrong church, interrupts the this, wrong this wedding. That's why I don't see plexiglass in front of the organs anymore. <laughs> it's, it's what I loved in the It's Gary Shandling Show parody of it, that he meets the, he meets the guy who is who for one brief scene in The Graduate is the landlord for Dustin Hoffman, mm-hmm. but he was more famous as the replacement for Mr. F- uh, the pre-Mr. Furley on Three's Company. Mm-hmm. So when he's in Gary Shandling's show, Gary Shandling's like, well, I don't really want to make a Three's Company reference. He's like, no, 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 I was in The Graduate. Watch it. I'm in one scene. I'm in the movie. Is that Norman Fell? Yes. Yeah. With Norman <laughs> Fell is Zeus. And yeah, then we go out, the show and this episode go out on a... Sound of Silence parody. I love called it. The, the Sound of Grandpa. The second mm. parody by Kip Lennon, mm. and the third cover. I guess you call it the third yeah. cover song with that and Raindrops from Duffless. Mm. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, but he, did, they, he did the Cheers parody. I and I, I had written down and the softball parody. I forgot mm. that was the, the artist. They, the Simpsons got wow. the artist to cover his own they, song they, for they that Kip, episode. Getting Kip Lennon is so great yeah. that yeah. they get that he he was he was hired as Michael Jackson's yeah. guy, and then they just kept calling him when yeah. they needed a song, covering a good singer, a song yeah. from a Dustin Hoffman movie, and Dustin Hoffman was with Michael Jackson in Itchy and Scratchy Whoa. movie. Whoa. <laughs> oh, it's what all connected. <laughs> what a connection! We just red pilled the shit of this entire program. Uh, now I hate women. <laughs> and, and Oakley and Weinstein. Oh, and Oakley and Weinstein said that this song is like an ass cap song that they wrote, so they've gotten yeah. like literally wow. pennies off of this song. <laughs> and no one at all can stand the sound of Grandpa. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you can stand the sound of us. We're talking Simpsons, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yes, I have been your host. Uh, before I talk about that, what do we think about this episode? I'm sorry, oh. I cut us off too fast. Uh, that's cool. You found a good segue into the outro. I don't. Blame it's you. it's bizarre. it. Except for the next episode, really one of the more cartoony and outlandish mm-hmm. Simpsons episodes that there have been so far. Yeah, I I like this one a lot. It is a funny story of old people falling in love. <laughs> yeah. But the, the biggest knock I'll give against it from being an all-time great is that it is... It is kind of there's filler references, mm. reference jokes, and they're funny, but they're still like, well, this is just filler. This is just yeah. to kill time. You're but, just saying that because you're doing the critic now, and you know how <laughs> they, how much they do movie references. But in the, the animation cell B story was a really good B story, one of my favorites in the series. Yeah, I think the B story stuff really raised this episode for me because mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, like this is just a story of old people, and like <laughs> I don't really know my grandparents all, all that well because they all mm-hmm. lived in Ireland, so it's just like, well, I'm just old people. I just I enjoyed the, the uh, animation cell. I just enjoyed jokes about at the expense of old people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, in hindsight, I enjoyed that a lot, but I think I probably was turned off by it mm-hmm. as a young kid. 
Uh, yeah, didn't get half of the references yeah, in this either. episode. No way. We explained them all to you on this episode of Talking Simpsons. Thanks for <laughs> listening, everybody. Uh, we dove pretty deep into some great topics here. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. My I other... know. Hey, I'm, I'm everywhere as Bob Servo, as Chris explained. Uh, you can also find my other podcast, Retronauts, at retronauts.com. That is a classic gaming podcast. Every Monday and occasionally on Friday, we give you a bonus episode. Uh, classic gaming topics. We've done a, a lot of Simpsons games in here. So uh, just go to Retronauts.com or look for Retronauts on your podcast device and find a topic that interests you and you will probably like it. Not a guarantee. <laughs> and, of course, if you love this podcast, you should, uh, maybe want to support it on its own Patreon. Bob and I, again, quit our jobs to start up Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. We've had so many people already sign up for it to get... You get an episode, each episode early from now on, and commercial free a week early on Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons, plus tons of bonus stuff. There's already a bunch of bonus stuff on there and more to come, including a Patreon community podcast, the second episode of Talking Critic with more to come there, and an interview with one of the original producers on classic Simpsons video games. Wowzers. Uh, yeah, and Laser Time is the uh, show that we do. You guys appear in it all the time. Oh, At this yes. point, we just did an episode about uh, controversial songs, uh, if you're into some of the more music moments of this show. Uh, and we're supported by Patreon as well, uh, patreon.com slash uh, talk, talk, patreon.com slash Laser Time, uh, which also had helped launch 302010, our weekly look back 30, 20, and 10 years ago, as well as uh, Video Game Apocalypse, our weekly video game show, and bonus time, David. Yes. Save me from talking. Uh, we're, yeah, we talk about stuff that we're into nowadays. I'm sure we'll be talking about baby driver well we probably have done it a couple weeks back yeah. but uh yeah fun show that we uh shoot the breeze on every week yeah. uh and we also do have tons of movie commentaries there probably nothing as old as the graduate but we will uh, we wish, do at, the at this simpsons point movie, is the 10th anniversary yeah. of the simpsons i want it because we're recording yeah. a little advance i want to make sure we fucking do that oh yeah. we will oh, yeah. so that. much fun yeah. i love i think the movie is fantastic i will read my original review of it no. on the air i wrote for a college <laughs> newspaper yeah. a kent stater i pan the movie <laughs> and if you're craving more uh margin aid Simpson interaction it's in that movie so yeah. before. <laughs> it really is thank you for listening we'll be back next week with secrets of a successful marriage see you then wow infotainment